This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. While Elon Musk sure stirred up a hornet's nest of controversy over the weekend, he announced that Tesla would reopen its assembly plant in Fremont, California today. But health officials in Alameda County, where the plant is located, say it's not safe to reopen. Even though Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said that manufacturing operations in the state could open. So Musk filed a lawsuit in a U.S. district court against those Alameda health officials. But then he went even further than that and tweeted out, Frankly, this is the final straw. Tesla will now move its headquarters and future programs to Texas, Nevada immediately. If we even retain Fremont manufacturing activity at all, it will be dependent on how Tesla is treated in the future. Tesla is the last car maker left in California. Well, this sent shockwaves throughout the state, which has strongly supported Tesla since it first got going. Remember when the California Air Resources Board gave Tesla EV credits for offering automatic battery swapping, even though the company never sold cars whose batteries could be swapped? Well, even so, California will not want to lose Tesla to Texas. It was painful enough when Toyota bolted from the Golden State and ran to the Lone Star State. Tesla's not the only automaker that's chomping at the bit to resume production. All the other automakers want to do the same thing. But none of them are attacking or suing health officials or threatening to move to another state. Musk must be under a lot of pressure. Reports out of China this morning say that Tesla sales in China fell 64% last month after rising in March. The China Passenger Car Association says... Tesla only sold 3,635 Model 3s last month, even though the rest of the EV segment rose nearly 10% and the overall market rose more than 4%. Meanwhile, in the U.S., AutoNation, which is the largest retailer in the country, says that sales are already recovering. It saw a big increase in sales in the second half of April, though sales are still down overall. It also reports that sales of vehicles from GM, Ford, and FCA were down only 4%, while import brands were down 5%, and luxury brands were down 9%. With more and more showrooms closed, dealers are turning to online sales, but that also leaves them vulnerable to cyber attacks. That's why the National Automobile Dealers Association is advising dealers to take steps to prevent identity theft while selling vehicles online. Wards reports that it recommends dealers use anti-cybercrime products like identity verification tools from reputable companies. The NADA also recommends hiring vendors with technology for transmitting and storing sensitive information. Many vehicles had not embraced selling vehicles online before the pandemic, but now they're being forced to, and they need to take the necessary steps to protect themselves from cyber theft. There's talk to restart Formula One racing in July, but the sports chairman warns that there may be no racing in 2020. So as teams and companies are getting hammered financially, Formula One's announcement to lower the budget cap before the coronavirus hit looks even more wise now. 
and some are pushing to cut it even more to reflect the global financial crisis. The lower budgets would also help close the competitive gap, but not all teams are in favor of the move. Ferrari is opposed to lowering the cap and says that hundreds of jobs could be at risk. But racing legend Mario Andretti has an idea of how Ferrari could put all its workers to work. He says IndyCar's Roger Penske should sit down with Ferrari to discuss a possible collaboration. Not only as an engine supplier, but also as a chassis builder, says Andretti. Right now, the chassis are supplied by Dallara and powered by either Chevrolet or Honda engines. Ferrari did develop an IndyCar back in 1985, but it never was put into a race. The Myers Manx, which is based on a Volkswagen Beetle chassis, is probably the most famous dune buggy in the world. But before becoming a part of the Volkswagen group, Skoda also developed a dune buggy around the same time as the Manx. In 1973, work started on a doorless, open-top vehicle called the Buggy Type 736. It was based on the Skoda 110 and featured a 45-horsepower four-cylinder engine. And if it looks like kids are working on the car, they are. Apprentices from the company's vocational school were tasked with completing four of the five prototypes by hand. The vehicles were never put into production, and only one of the five prototypes that was restored by those same students sits in the Automaker's Museum. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Working from home has been a big adjustment for all of us, including automotive designers. I just interviewed Ralph Gilles, the head of design at FCA, and he said he's actually getting some of the best design work he's ever seen. Better coming out of people's homes than he saw in their studios. Here's what he had to say. Detail, just uh, the amount of detail that designers are going into, how thorough the sketches are. They'll, sometimes they'll see one one theme, but then they'll go deeper into that theme and show me the details of the lamps or the detail of doors. I mean, just getting into the very intricate stuff that normally they don't have time to do. Uh, so that, that's what I mean. And, and the volume of work is, is quite impressive. The competition, because the other thing that's happening when I have these reviews, uh, they tend to project one image at a time. So I'm really focused. You have to imagine when I go to a studio, there's a wall of sketches. So I may not notice that one sketch sometimes at the bottom right. I tend to go at night back at night and do it. But now when we're on these uh, systems, everybody has my attention and, and, and each other's attention. So everyone's staring at that sketch. So they're like, oh, my God, I better, I better bring the heat, you know? <laughs> you can watch that entire interview with Ralph Gilles right now on our YouTube channel. Just look for the AutoLine Network. And speaking of FCA and design, it just announced the winners for its Drive to Design contest. It's a competition for high school students who were also asked to sketch a Ram truck of the future. FCA partnered with Eyes on Design and the College for Creative Studies to pick the winners. The top award went to a 12th grader from California, while two 11th grade students from Michigan rounded out the podium. Part of the prize includes sketching demonstrations from FCA's design team. FCA began the competition in 2013 in order to make students more aware of automotive design as a career. And before we go, we need your help. Viewer Paul Digny sent us this photo and wrote, This belonged to the grandfather of a friend of mine. We're struggling to figure out what it is. The picture is from the 1930s, but maybe the car is a late 20s model. The badge is just below the level where you can read it, but has a six under a name that's on an incline. 
The second or third letter may be a B, and that's all we've got. I have no doubt that some of you out there in our AutoLine audience are going to figure out what this is. So as soon as you know, let us know. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.